The car business is rapidly changing and modern car dealers are meeting the demand. I'm Michael Cirillo, and together we're going to explore what it takes to create a thriving dealership and life in the retail automotive industry. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with subject matter experts that are designed to help you grow. This is The Dealer Playbook. Hi, friend. Hey, friend. How's it going? Good. Good. You excited? I'm very excited. A little bit nervous? Just so you know, for context, most people, before they sit down with me, let me know they're a little bit nervous. And it's because I've realized through the grapevine that oftentimes people wonder where exactly is Cirillo going to go when he opens his mouth? I think I know that already. <laughs> I can already understand that concept. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. We're in Arlington at the Arlington Music Hall. We're doing the Asodu X Live Tonight event tonight. Uh, of course, I'm excited to hang out with you. For those of you that are watching or listening, I'm sitting down with my pal, AMJ as we call her, and Marie Johnson, who is the director of partner success at Asodu. Partner relationship. Dang. Almost. Partner relations. Okay. Let the record show. Cirillo can't speak English. Thanks Thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah, you too. I appreciate it. It's always good to see you. You and I, uh, I mean, we haven't known each other for too long, mm -hmm. but... We met for the first time prepping for AsoduCon when I started with the company. That's right. Mm -hmm. I just randomly walked into the live philadelphia live venue and there you were and everybody started screaming and i was like who's this person <laughs> yeah oh my God. people throwing their underwear at me like i was elvis That's exactly what happened maybe not I so much in that way. Way. <laughs> you're like oh, hope he has a voice for riff he's got a face for radio <laughs> how did you get involved with a sodu it's a long story but I met Paul and Kyle at the family reunion last year in Tampa. Right. And it was shortly after that I had, you know, decided to look for another role. And uh, the company that I was with was considering sponsoring a Sodukan, but it just wasn't the right timing. So when I delivered that news to Kyle, I also had mentioned that I may or may not be in auto right. come the fall. Because yeah. at that time I was expecting an offer from a fintech company oh. to build and scale their client success department. Oh. local in Austin. It was a great opportunity. And so when I said that to him, he was like, what? You're not going to be an auto? So we got <laughs> on the phone. One thing led to another. Conversations happened, as you know, Paul and Kyle. Right. And kind of started out of nowhere, really. You know, they said, we don't know what it looks like for you. We don't know what it looks like for us, but let's have a conversation and see if there's a fit. And, and here so you are. That's where we took it. And here you're I am. crushing it. So did you back into automotive the same way all of us did? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was managing a sales team for digital advertising and marketing oh. and on the retail side. Right. And the sales manager for the auto side had decided to relocate within the company, but back to where she was from. Right. And so it left a hole for that management. And some my director came to me and said, hey, we have a space to fill. I think that you would be great at it. Here's the caveat. Your successes will be very visible right your failures will be more visible Ooh. do you want it <laughs> don't shake <laughs> and it. was like yes I'm <laughs> and then six months later i woke up one day and looked in the mirror and i was like 
you're a lunatic. <laughs> you have lost your mind. What did you do? These crazy people, I was getting kicked out of dealerships left and right. I didn't have anyone telling me the lingo. I didn't even know what like turn was, you know? Here I am, such an idiot. I'm running around and it took a little while. I just, there's nothing else to do, but keep showing up. And right. so that's what I did. And then about a year in, I was like, oh man, this is it. And my first mentor had said to me, once it's in, it's in. Once you're in, yeah. you cannot get out. Right. And so fast forward, we went through a reorganization and my position was eliminated from that company. So I went to be and work with Sandler Training and mm. uh, I was there and it was an incredible role. I was learning so much and uh, but I missed auto. Right. I really did. I mean, I was calling dealers that I knew saying, let me tell your salespeople how to train the Sandler way because I just wanted to get back in the dealership. Right. Like, this is not going to work. No, probably not. But I'll come and see you, you know, and I would stay in touch with, you know, my dealers. And then I just had an opportunity to move to Austin and relocate. And once that happened, I just had this chance to just completely wipe my life over. You know, mm. moving from one city to the next and just I'd been laid off during COVID. Yeah. My dog had passed away. Right. I'd gotten out of a relationship. So I moved to Austin and I just was like, you know what? Now you can make life whatever you want it to be new. You, you got Thanos snapped into automotive. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, well, the only place I'm going is back to auto. Right. And that's what I did. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and we're I mean, I can speak only for myself, but I love that you are here. You do what you do so well. You, you talk about something often with the Asodu team. And of course, now that I'm integrated into the group, I, I get to see how you navigate the industry. But you talk about something that I think resonates so deeply with me, and I want to I pick your brain on it. <laughs> you talk quite a bit about moments of truth. I do. So for those watching or listening, can we break down what do you mean when you say moment of truth? And and then from there, let's let's examine it a little bit, how it looks like in day to day life. So and in my role, you know, I think about client success. I study it outside of work. It's just something that I'm passionate about. And one of the things that I learned early on in client success is that every interaction that you have as a company with either your audience, your clients, your customers is what's called a moment of truth. In that moment, whatever that engagement looks like, there is an opportunity to gain credibility, trust, and respect, or to lose it just right. as quickly. Right. And in that moment, and it's called a moment of truth because that's where the truth happens, right. in that moment, in that interaction. Yeah. And it's so simple, right? Because a moment of truth can be, what did the email look like when someone signed up for our newsletter? What does that moment of truth feel like? for our new subscriber? Does it feel welcoming? Does it feel engaging? Or is it overwhelming? Is it confusing? Because either one of those is going to create a separate moment of truth right. for that person. Right. Right. And so I like to take that and look at that in every level of our business, whether it's with each other, whether it's in our emails, each and everything we do, every time someone looks at us and engages with us, that's a moment of truth, right? It's a moment to gain or lose credibility, trust, and respect. Hey, all, all the Karens and Kevins listening, ever wondered how people feel about you? And don't say you don't care. You do. You right. do. And if you don't today, in 10, 20, 30 years, you're going to look back and be like, oh, dang, I did that. Yeah. And, you know, that was a something that I had been thinking about too recently, just in an evening I was studying and kind of just taking some notes. And and really, you know, what I've been thinking a lot about lately is in the Asotoverse, because client success 
was born from a reoccurring revenue model, right? which we don't have. Right. So what I'm doing now is I'm taking all the principles and everything that I know about that traditional model, and I'm reframing that to fit our business, right? Those principles are there for a reason. That right. is a framework to success for right. your clients. So in taking that and transforming that into what's gonna work for us, the through line for all of client success, regardless of which pillar you're in, adoption, onboarding, you know, onboarding, adoption, et cetera, there are moments of truth. That's the through line to the client success model, mm. right? But it goes deeper than that. And this was, it's such a simple concept, but it's amazing that I've only ever just internalized this and not actually verbalized it or thought right. of it in like a structured thought. Sure. But as an individual person, your daily interactions are moments of truth that define you as a person and your brand. And it goes so much deeper than just saying thank you at the grocery store, right? It's really about like, how are you carrying yourself? Because every time you, you have an interaction with someone, whether it's someone you know or a stranger, that interaction is going to come to an end and that person is going to feel one way or another. Right. They're going to feel positive or negative. And that's a moment of truth. Right. A personal moment of truth. And so, like I said, taking that a step further from just like the business part, but you have the business moments of truth. And then, you know, even just from an employee level, how are your employees handling moments of truth with customers or clients? Right. Right. But then as a person, what are my moments of truth with you feel like? Yeah. And that is a representation of my brand and Marie Johnson's brand. And that's critical because I think even so, like if every person were to think of how are they carrying their own moments of truth in their brand, that carries into the business automatically. What I love about this is it encapsulates in one term everything we are trying to convey when we say build relationship of trust, be kind, mm -hmm. take ownership, be accountable. All of those things in and of themselves are just single principles. But when like you said, compounded and put together mm -hmm. and lived, they create a freight train of moment of truth. And I'm always fascinated by the, the concept of what you said about compounding, mm -hmm. that the life I live today and the things I enjoy and don't enjoy are the compounding, they're the outcome of a compounding ripple effect of choices I've made at various moments of truth yep and it just fascinates me because whether it's a dealership who's struggling and they're wondering how did we get, how did we get here or individuals are like i don't understand how this happened right right well what did you do in that moment what'd you do and what for how do? long did you perhaps kick against the pricks so to speak mm -hmm. and and go in the opposite direction because society teaches us no you don't trust anybody you 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 know everyone out is out to get you buyers are liars car shoppers are dumb blah 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 on and on all of that programming what it does over time can put you on a trajectory that you that eventually you'll get to a place where you're like i got no clue how i got here well, and I think if we look at the industry now and we compare that to a SODU's mission, right, to elevate and improve the overall perception of retail automotive, that perception was established right. by decades of negative moments of truth in our industry. So what we're doing when we go and talk to dealers is we're looking for positive moments of truth that these dealers are delivering every single day, right? right. Humanizing retail automotive. But, and that's something those dealers, they're doing it. They probably don't 
realize what they're doing as a moment of truth, as a defined thing, right? They just know, be nice to your customers. And that's the thought that I had that I was like, it's so simple, right? We all do it. So many of us do it. But to recognize that that's an active choice that we are making to represent our brand is different when you think of it like that. How, do, how does one get to a place where this matters to them? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're talking a lot about brand. Why do I care about that? Or for you personally, when did you identify clearly like, oh, this is something I care about? It was when I was in my last role and I had an opportunity to move into client success and I started to study it and I, because I had to know, right, what I was doing. But right. also I love to be a student of anything. And I now continue to study this and I buy books and I note take and I basically write whole papers as I'm reading the book. And so as I was going through it and just internalizing it and thinking through like, okay, what is the big picture here? How does that get all the way down to here? I saw that through line and I was like, that's just it, you know? And then I thought about, and from there, it kind of spiraled into everything I do. I'm evaluating the moment of truth. For example, I had someone hack my debit card and I had to get a new one not a big deal. My bank made it easy. I walked in, they printed me a new one. They gave me a bottle of water. Great moment of truth, right? I then, I initially didn't like my bank very much prior to that. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, right. this is a positive. It's now gaining credibility and trust, right? Yeah. So then I get to my car. Well, now I have to reconnect my Spotify account two weeks later. You right. can't update your payment information on Spotify on the app. What decision do you think I made in that moment of truth? Cancel Spotify. Don't care. I don't even have to cancel it. It's already canceled. I don't even have to come back. You made it really difficult for me in that moment. And you lost my respect and my trust. I don't. Right. You could have made it easy. And I think about that too, right? Like translate that into the lot. What happens? Right. Someone's looking to buy a car. The car salesman doesn't know much about the vehicle. They don't greet them quickly. They don't explain enough. They make the customer feel unwelcome in some way. Well, that dealership might not get that customer back. Yeah. Dang. You know, and it seems like the the, the Spotify example might seem like a small thing. It's not. Guaranteed there's a team at Spotify sitting there looking at their reports being like, why in the flip are we getting so many? Like, why is our turnover so high? Yeah. Well, and it's the thing is it would have never happened had I not had to change my payment information. Right. So there is a report for that, right? Where in the journey is the moment of truth, the negative. And that's another thing, too. You have to each the whole customer journey has moments of truth all along the way, starting in the sales process. Right. All the way through to signing a contract, to onboarding, adoption, retention, you know, on and on. I read a book once. (laughs) Just once. You did? You read some? Wait, there's a button for that. Hacking Growth. That's the title of the book, Hacking Growth, Mm -hmm. in which the author speaks about his involvement in helping build companies like Dropbox, Uber, just some of these behemoths. Mm -hmm. He dissects Airbnbs, just all of the ones that we've all commonly looked at and been like, oh, they, they won. Yeah. And he speaks about those types of things from the context of impacting growth and and he the thing that always stood out to me is he spoke about Dropbox and how they essentially account for a 30% attrition rate. And I'm like, dang, that seems like in order to grow, you have to replace that 30% mm-hmm. plus 
grow beyond that and that's frightening and well, now it makes me think because my now that now that we're talking about this i mean i've had moments of truth with dropbox where randomly i'll be going over my financials and i'm like what's this 2500 dollars charge only to realize they don't let you bill monthly you have to pay annually mm-hmm. if you, you know whereas other companies give you the option and so what did I do? I switched to Google Drive, just moved everything over to Google Drive. And that's an incredible example, too, of retention and losing customers because they are in a reoccurring revenue model, but it's only once a year. So your moment of truth is only happening once a year. So if that one moment of truth is not good, what just happened yeah. versus you have moments of truth every time you log in. Hey, here's a helpful tip. Hey, here's this. Right. Don't forget your payments coming up on this date. You know, Amazon Prime does that. Hey, your payments coming out in two months from now on this date. Do you want that to happen? Right. A month later. Hey, your payments coming out in one month from now. Do you want that to still happen? Right. Then there's no shock at all. Right. Dang. We just had an experience with my son had a pay as you go. I think the company's called Simple Mobile. And it's just you walk into a Target, you get the SIM card, you whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we went into the app and and it wasn't a ton of money. It was like 23 bucks a month. So it's whatever. But uh, they made it really easy to set up auto pay, auto debits from your checking account. I had to call them to cancel the auto pay. And then after I canceled the auto pay, they took another payment. It's pay as you go. It renews right. on the date. So I called them again and I'm like, and I asked, can you just refund me that since you just took the payment? And they said, sorry, there's no way to do that. Now it's only $23, but compounded across thousands of clients, companies like that, this is where to your earlier point about the perception of automotive, it's little things like that compounded that have shaped the negative stigma that currently exists in our industry. And it's easy for us to to sit here and, and complain and moan about why we got here. Or that we're here. Or that we're here. And it's and it's even more difficult to understand that yes, there are dealerships who are trying to change that narrative, but it's been impact it's been pounded into our minds for 30, 40 years. It's gonna take time to change that narrative. And that shouldn't discourage anybody to want to change the narrative and do something about it. Right. So I just see now you got me passionate and enraged all of this sounds about right sounds about right so Um, as you move into your day-to-day work the things that you're doing at a sodu how you interact with your team those that work in your department what are some mechanisms that you have for yourself to to just stay reminded like it matters moments of truth matter and i want to have a positive legacy if you will I think that it's natural for me, in a sense, to be positive and to, you know, want to be helpful. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody has a moment of truth with themselves in a really frustrating moment where you have a choice on how you want to handle it. I mean, I had one just a minute ago trying to set up our BizBox. It right. took me 11 minutes for him to tell me to click on one link. Wow. The whole time I thought he was going to give me the username and password I needed. He was looking it up as he went. I could have done that too. And I had to say to myself, this is a moment of truth for yourself. Mm-hmm. We'll never talk to this person again. But how you handle <laughs> yourself right now is how you're going to feel about yourself for the rest of the day. You know, and I try to think through just how would I want to feel in this situation to right. that, right? But that do you find that takes not everyone is naturally cut out to remind themselves. Do you find? Yes, I do. Is it possible though, do you think? I think so. I think it's a matter of I think 
most things come from understanding, right? And understanding that we're in a company that is trying to make a difference. And in order to do that, we've got to carry that ourselves too. But I think even just understanding, hey, like in this model of client success, our ultimate goal is to leave our clients happy. How do we do that? Right. Well, we do that by establishing trust, credibility, and respect. Well, how do you do that? Don't be a jerk, right? Make sure that they have the information they need. Right, cover, And I think it's a matter of being detail-oriented, too, to a slight degree, because I also think about tonight, for example, a So Do X Live. We're mm-hmm. in the Arlington Music Hall. Right. Starts at 5 o'clock. You know, we've made a few changes to the schedule. If I let everyone that's that's bought a ticket come here at the wrong time or they don't know where to park, that's creating a moment of truth for our entire company. And as far as the mechanism goes for that, I think it's just a matter of, I don't know, maybe I can say I don't know that. I haven't thought about that. I think that maybe is my next homework assignment because for me, it's pretty automatic. Right. Yeah. Natural inclination in that direction. Well, and once I studied it more and, and had the time to really, really think about it and start to see it, then it really started to click for me. Right. Really, what's what I'm left with as we wind down here is I want to be in a position to win more moments of truth, mm-hmm. not lose them, because You've got that in my head now. I'm thinking about that and going, I can win and lose moments of truth. Everything. There's still moments of truth. It was the same opportunity. And it makes me think of something Grant Cardone said, which I've been thinking about, which is that problems and opportunities are the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Moment of truth is a moment of truth. You can win it or you can lose it. Dang. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do with this moment? (laughs) Yeah, it's up to you. It is. The choice is up to you. I feel like I need to start singing Peter Pan when they're on the pirate ship. <laughs> the choice is MJ, it's so much fun. Thank you so much for joining me on the DPB. How can those listening or watching get in touch with you? My email address is amj at asotu.com. You know, you're the only other person other than myself that goes by the initials, right? Everybody call me MC. Yeah. It's easy. Well, your email address isn't, though. It but should I specifically be. requested my email address be AMJ. Mm, I should make mine MC. You really should. I'm it jealous. avoids me getting emails where someone's calling me Marcy. I don't know how that happens, but it has. AMJ, <laughs> that's standing for Marcy, right? I was going to say, hey, Marcy. I'm like, okay, okay. You lost that moment of truth. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> right? Well, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. I'll see you soon. I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. Thanks for listening.